Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Monet. The Influence Podcast is a place where I sit down with influencers in the faith, entrepreneurs, and creatives to have combos about how they balance living life out loud on social media while walking with God. This is also a space where my friends and I will discuss certain cultural topics like dating, modesty, friendship, and sex, and how our faith has influenced the way we think about them. Hi, hi. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Feliz Navidad and everything else. Welcome back to the podcast. So today there is no guest. I am the guest. It is a solo episode. It's just me and my microphone and whatever it is that I choose to talk about. Um, But I do have a topic in mind. So actually back in August, I was asked to be a breakout speaker at a singles conference in Chantilly, Virginia, which I'm super grateful for the opportunity. I never thought that I would ever have the opportunity or even be considered a speaker of any sort. So, and I wanted to bring that to the podcast to talk about what I talked about at the conference, what my breakout session was on. Thankfully, it was not on singleness because I actually really dislike talking about singleness. Um, But that is another topic for a different day. And so what I actually talked about at the conference was using social media to share your identity in Christ. And so that definitely merges two things that I'm super passionate about, two things that I have a love for, which is media, social media in particular, as well as ministry and just sharing Christ in your everyday life, which is something that this podcast is all about and that I strive to do in my real life and not just online. And so if you're here today, if you are listening to this, I don't have any necessarily tips or tricks or even a three-step process on how to share your faith in an online or a social sphere. But what I do have for you is hopefully a mindset shift um, that I think that you should adopt when it comes to the way that you approach social media and your identity in Christ, because the two do not have to be separate or even forced. And so I'm going to go a little broad and then I'll be specific into what it is that I have to share with you guys. Okay, so we all know that social media can be so many different platforms, systems, locations, avenues, etc. that we might take part in or not even consider as a viable platform. And so I can't have audience participation as I did at the conference, but I would love for you to think about your answers to these questions that I'm going to pose as I go through them. And so if I say the words social media, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I'll give you a second to think about it. So some examples could be Facebook, Instagram, followers, clout, hype, anything of the sort. And so my next question is how many of you guys actually use social media. Some of you probably came to this podcast from social media. And so I'm going to list a few options. So just kind of take in mind what category you fall into. So do you barely or never use social media, which I think that's (laughs) hard to kind of say, especially if you've landed here and you know what the title of this podcast episode is. Do you use social media a few times per week? Do you use social media every day? 
And honestly, in that last category, there is no shame because that's literally me. I use social media every day, whether it's for work, whether it is for my own personal usage, for literally anything. Getting my news, keeping up with my friends, just for leisure, for anything. But no matter your usage amount or what your screen time notification says, because we all know once a week when that notification comes around, it can be a little harsh, okay? You might not even recognize yourself. (laughs) But no matter what that screen time notification says, I want to talk to you about the anatomy of an influencer and what that even means. And so did you know that before 2016, there was no definition for the term influencer on dictionary.com, which is so crazy to think about. We use that term so much nowadays that it's easily a part of our vocabulary, right? And so currently it's so popular to be an influencer or categorize someone as such, whether on social media, in thought, activism, words, and so much more. And if you didn't catch it, there are many different ways to be an influencer although in society it's highlighted mainly in the realm of social media. So to you, what does it mean to be an influencer or someone of influence? Keep that in mind. According to Merriam-Webster, there are two definitions of an influencer. One is one who exerts influence, a person who inspires or guides the actions of others. And two, a person who is able to generate interest in something, such as a consumer product, by posting about it on social media. To me, personally, in essence, an influencer is a person who uses their position or platform to encourage or motivate others for a purpose, mission, or belief, which falls in line with what it means to be an influencer, or in other words, an influence marketer. And so I know that it sounds, or it can sound, super inauthentic or super businessy and harsh, but what if I told you being an influencer is actually biblical But also, what if being an influencer is not just a cultural norm, but the way God wants us to be and live our lives as that of an influencer? What I believe God wants of all of us stems from 2 Corinthians 10, 13 through 16, and I'm going to read it in the ESV version. And this is also the passage of scripture in which this podcast is based off. So it says, but we will not boast beyond limits, but we will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. For we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others. But our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. This passage really expresses that God has called all of us to have an area of influence, no matter where we are or what we do. That our ability to encourage, motivate, and make an imprint or impact on people comes from our faith in God and his influence over our lives to reach those that he's called us to reach. Right? So, Everyone has a fear of influence. Everyone has people that we're called to. And hear me when I say this. And just like social media influencers have their specialty or areas of expertise, God has given us assignments to certain people or industries. Remember, one plants, one waters, and it's God who gives the increase. 
We're called to plant and water through our actions, words, thoughts, ideas, content, and so much more. It's not your job to force someone to do something, but it is your call to influence them with the impact that God and the gospel has had on your life. Let me say that again. It is not your job to force someone to do something, but it is your call to influence them with the impact that God and the gospel has had on your life. God wants to reach everyone, but that doesn't mean that everyone is reached by you, and that's okay. It is not your burden to carry. The Great Commission, which can be found in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, tells us to go into all nations and make disciples, right? And whether you want to believe it or not, Social media is a nation that needs to be reached. There are current and future disciples that need to be made, cultivated, crafted, and molded into who God is calling them to be. And you can reach them right at your fingertips. Plus, the Bible also says where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Which can also imply social media and the impact of community. Gatherings don't just have to be in person, over the phone, or via text. God is still there with you on the gram and TikTok. Now, social media is not ministry, but rather the vehicle through which ministry happens. I'm going to let you sit with that one. (laughs) Social media is not ministry, but rather the vehicle through which ministry happens. It's impactful. I know there are some skeptics out there, but social media drives a lot of what happens in our society today. And for those who don't take that seriously, you're missing out on the people that you could potentially be reaching just by whether, you know, lack of knowledge, lack of care, or even just lack of wanting to try. People are searching. They're searching for the gospel. They're searching for God. And a lot of them are searching on social media and even putting their stories out there of how they're searching for something. This is where they've come so that you can find them. So now that we've talked about what an influencer is and why we should be influencers of faith on social platforms, I want to touch on the how piece, right? Because we can know why, but how are we going to implement it in our everyday lives? It means nothing if we don't know how to do it. And so I want to start with this. Be an example. Be an example. We've probably heard that since we were, you know, young babes, young tots, little kids, to be an example. And so Titus 2, 7 through 8 in the Passion Translation says, Above all, set yourself apart as a model of a life nobly lived. With dignity, demonstrate integrity in all that you teach. Bring a clear, wholesome message that cannot be condemned, and then your critics will be embarrassed with nothing bad to say about us, right? So what does that mean? So this scripture, I think, is a great example of breaking down what it means to be an example. It talks about demonstrating integrity in all that you teach. It implies that there is serious study of God's word and personal application in your lives. Not just you're not just teaching from opinion. You're teaching from the infallible word of God, right? that you've carefully studied the scriptures, that you've carefully studied God's word, known it to be true, applied it to your life, and can now teach it to someone. You can now share in that with someone. You can now demonstrate that with how you live your life. You can use that as a teaching example of all that God has done 
and all that God will do, right? So I recently heard this quote and it says, your public ministry comes from your private intimacy. And so we can't be public with something or rather we shouldn't be public with something until we've privately dealt with it in the intimacy of our heart and in the intimacy of our time with God. And so when we have that time with God, what we display in public flows out of our intimacy with God. And so that just means taking it seriously, really walking with God in the private moments so that in the public declaration of that, that he will be glorified. That you can say from example, that you can say from practically walking it out like, hey, I speak with integrity. I speak from a place of knowing. I speak from wisdom that this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord does. This is how I live my life as a model nobly lived, right? It also talks about having a clear, wholesome message. So having sound speech, being of right mind, have you thought about and thought through this? What is your message? What are you sharing with people with the life that you live? Making sure that how you live your life is just not something or whatever comes off your lips is not just something that is off the rip laced with emotions and feelings or rather something that is thoroughly thought through, thought about, of sound mind, sober judgment. What is your clear, wholesome message? And lastly, like, what does it say about us? So this particular scripture refers to Paul and Timothy as a team, but I believe it can also speak to Christians in the body of Christ as a whole, how we collectively conduct ourselves. How is it that how we live our lives, what does it say about us? What does it say about other believers, other Christians, other Christ followers? What does it say? What is our message? How are we demonstrating integrity in all that we teach and how we live and how we walk in this everyday life? Not just on social media. Be an example in all that you do. So a little background on Titus 2 as a whole, just to wrap it in a little context, right? Titus was giving practical examples to young men on how to relate, um, how to relate to and teach one another, right? Overall, the whole chapter of Titus gives advice to men, women, younger people, older people on just, just relational intelligence, how they should relate to one another. But the point being, we have to teach people how to see us and how to relate to us by our actions because it's by our actions that they see who we really are. In the Bible, it talks about, you know, a tree by its fruit, right? Like an apple tree is an apple tree because it produces apples. We know that that is apple tree because of its fruit, what we can practically see, what it actually produces. So people know that we are Christ followers by our fruit, which is the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is our fruit. And people know that we are followers of Christ because of the fruit that we produce in our lives. And so Titus 2.14 says, we are to be a people who are his very own, passionate to do what is beautiful in his eyes. And I think that that relates so much to social media as well, that we should be passionate to do what is beautiful in the eyes of God, just as much as we do in real life, but also online. Because God wants us to live with zeal to do what he's called us to do 
in real life and online, there is no separation. It's the same. Who you are online should be who you are in real life and who you are in real life should be who you are online. Period. Okay. So now that we've got that down packed, (laughs) let's discuss how to be an example on social media. I want to talk about how to navigate these social media streets for the glory of God. And I have a few guidelines that I've gathered from Matthew 7, which is also the Sermon on the Mount. I'm not going to read it, but I encourage you to get into it on your own time. But in essence, here are the takeaways. One, don't judge others. God is the only judge, okay? Yes, we can bring wisdom. We can have discernment. We can have all of these things, but chances are, we don't know these people on social media unless you are actually in community with them in everyday life. And so we don't see the ins and outs of their daily walk. So we cannot judge people just based on one post or something that we see. Two, use discernment when posting. Not everything or every moment that you capture should you post. Not every picture or video or reel or whatever piece of content that you make shouldn't make it onto your feed. Not everything is for everybody. Really go back and ask the Lord, what is my message? What am I trying to share with people? Should I post this? Use discernment. Three, practice love. There are so many times when I've seen on social media, people just going at it back and forth in a comment section. And that is not love. (laughs) at all. Like it is free 99 to keep scrolling. We do not have to take it to the comments if we disagree with someone. If you disagree with someone and you really want to have a conversation with them that is fruitful and that will actually hopefully impact them and allow them to turn to Jesus and see him better, then hey, use your discernment, use your wisdom But I suggest that you not take it to the comments. I suggest that you direct message them and actually have that conversation in love. Not in, I want to get my point across, or I want to be right, or any other selfish motive that might arise, right? I would suggest, even better yet, don't even text it. Send them a voice message or even a video message, something that'll make the communication a little bit more clear especially if you don't know them. Because what you're doing essentially is building up walls rather than breaking them down and seeing people for truly how God sees them, but rather making a combative environment. And that is definitely not practicing love. But when in doubt, scroll it out, okay? Remember, it's free. Nobody's paying you to argue on Instagram. Four, Diligently seek God for guidance in all that you do, especially on social media, how you conduct yourself, how you post, what is your message, what are you teaching people about you? Five, think before you act. Impulses aren't always best. There's too many times that I have seen people get on social media and, you know, kind of decompress, let their feelings out. You know, we all have those moments. But it's not really the best look. It's not really 
of sound judgment. It's not really something that they've thought through, you know, and it might have some repercussions, what they're saying. Remember to think before you act and make sure that social media is the correct space in which you want to relay the message that you want to relay. And that goes into using discernment. Six, not everyone has the same intentions as you. So be careful. I love cultivating relationships on social media. I think that that is something about the beauty of social media that you don't have to be in the same space as someone. Geography holds no bounds, right? Location, it doesn't matter. But be careful of who you're building relationships with because anyone can put up a front on social media. But also... It can boast some very beautiful relationships. But just as you would in real life, use discernment in the relationships that you're building because what might be your motive might not be someone else's. So be careful. Seven, build relationships but examine the fruit. So this goes hand in hand with number six. Build those relationships. Get to know people on social media. It's such a great space and a great way to you know, build community with people that you might not otherwise have gotten a chance to get to know or people who have these amazing interests that you have. I know for me, I've gotten to know a lot of uh, creatives in the faith on social media and I love it because we can just bounce ideas off of each other or just talk about uh, media and design and all these different things. And it's built such a beautiful bond Um, of people that I would have never gotten the chance to know. And I'm so grateful, some of which have even been on this podcast. So I encourage you to listen to those episodes. But examine their fruit. What are they talking about on there? How are they posting? How are they conducting themselves? Just as you would with anybody else. Number eight, don't lose your why. Why are you even doing this in the first place? What is your message? What does God want you to say on social media? Don't think of it as just this place where you just go and, you know, for fun, it doesn't always have to be just for funsies, okay? (laughs) It can really serve a great and amazing purpose. Ask the Lord, what is your purpose here on this platform? How does he want you to reach people? What does he want you to talk about? Like, it could literally be sports. It could be beauty, fashion, cooking, tech like so many different things, but you can still reach people that way. And it can be so purposeful. It doesn't have to be just photos of you having fun with your friends and your brunch turnups, which it very well could be. But don't lose sight of why you're even doing this in the first place. Don't lose sight of why you're on mission, why you're a believer to share who you are in Christ with other people so that he may be glorified so that they can come to know the one and only savior of the world, so that they can have someone who is Lord over their life, so that they can be saved, right? Don't lose sight of your why. And number nine, know who you stand for and who your identity is in. Know who you stand for and who your identity is in. And let me help you. If you don't know, The answer to both of those things is Jesus, okay? You stand for Jesus and your identity is in him. One of my favorite Bible verses 
is Ephesians 2.10. And it says, For we are his masterpieces, created new in Christ Jesus to do the plans that he planned beforehand, that we should walk in them. He has created us, crafted us, molded us with a specific purpose in mind that we might know him, but also that people might see him through us. People can see God through you on social media. This is not a time and a place to put on a facade. It is a time and a place for people to know Christ just as much as you know him. Whether you just met him yesterday (laughs) or whether you've known him for 10 plus years, how are you sharing Christ? It doesn't always have to be direct. Nobody's asking you to be a preacher, a pastor, an influencer of the traditional sort, right? No one's asking you to post devos every day or post a verse every day. But how are you living your life in a way that it reflects Christ in how you reflect yourself on social media? Who do you stand for and who is your identity in and how are you sharing that with others? That's it for this episode of the Influence Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to use hashtag InfluencePod when talking about the podcast on social media. Give us a rate and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Brianna Monet. Until next time, deuces.